that rewatches, reviews, and reveals some crazy monster transformations for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And this time, we are covering Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode 220, no, uh, season 2, episode 20, S.O.S. part 1. Original air date, May 12, 2015. And as a quick reminder, here's the short little summary for what happens in this episode. S.H.I.E.L.D. puts everything on the line to survive a war that blurs the line between friend and foe. Coulson and his team will be forced to make shocking sacrifices that will leave their relationships and their world changed forever. Dun dun dun! This seems more like an intro to both parts of the finale, instead of just the first part. It is. Uh, that's what happens when you copy-paste and don't really look at it until that moment. Yeah. Well, and I'm you need to read it. Since I'm reading the next episode on IMDb, I realized that it has a different one. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's interesting. Huh. It just didn't care. Right. Okay. That's not the first time we've run into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll hear what happens uh, next week then, I mm-hmm. guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, cool. So let's go ahead and jump into this. So um, because there are a handful of different storyline things, we're going to do our storyline separation-y stuff here, even though it's season finale. And, and you'd think, I, I, you would think that they'd all come together, but no, they're they're still kind of their own separate Well, they come together in part on. two, mostly. This is part one. We're only covering really half true. an episode. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, an hour long of the two hour yeah. and episode. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and start everything that happens in Afterlife. So uh, this is right after last week's episode, uh, right after uh, Gonzalez was killed by Jaying, mm-hmm. and she just kind of walked outside and collapsed after shooting yeah. herself. So, um, yeah, so at this point in time, she uh, starts talking to people. Jaying says, hey, you know, this is uh, uh, everything's gone wrong, and she puts all the blame on Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. For, for what just happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so from here on out, uh, as far as this section of things go, that situation really escalates uh, quickly um, because it seems like Gordon was in on the plan too. Uh, so him and some other unknown yeah. inhuman uh, pilot <laughs> that was my thing. Like Gordon uh, to attack Gordon afterlife. Gordon was a super strong Quinjet pilot to attack, the, to attack inhumans. Um yeah we're lucky mm-hmm. that this guy who has super strength also knows how to fly a super secret jet like a quinjet yeah i i so i don't have a pilot's license tony I, i'm I pretty not. certain you do not i've i've flown a plane okay um so yeah i'm really curious yeah like oh, really in real in life, real life? So like um my friend in high school his dad owned a plane and he would take it off and let's pilot it where you know we couldn't hit anything and then he would land it so like i literally stood there and you know <laughs> held the steering wheel going straight for a little while <laughs> that, that's it so yes i flew in a plane i can t- i can still tell like the kids at work that i have flown a plane before but not really <laughs> yeah all right that's pretty cool <laughs> so i don't know what different planes are like but i would assume that this one, I mean, there's got to be some crossover in controls, right? Yes, but this one has like a vertical takeoff and probably other things that most planes don't have. So I don't, it's not normal. Maybe if you had like military training, but even most military planes don't have that special type of takeoff, which it makes it harder. That's true. Maybe this unknown inhuman used to be S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe he's actually piloted one of these, and they just got extremely lucky. Maybe <laughs> I would be. That would be <laughs> shocking that they never brought it up. <laughs> that would be. 
Um, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> uh, did you ever watch Heroes? I did, yeah. I think we've brought this up before. Uh-huh. But there was one character, I want to say season two or season three, around the time I stopped watching it, where her ability is to see someone do something and then she knows the talent. Like, after just seeing it once. I oh, wonder okay, if like, this uh... guy watched a YouTube video of a Quinjet. <laughs> and he has that power. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, um, Taskmaster. Yeah. That was the other name I could Like, I only <laughs> run into him in Spider-Man, the PS4 game. Like, I haven't <laughs> read any of this stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, that was... maybe that's it. Maybe that is his inhuman power. Yeah, bringing up Taskmaster, people used to think, and spoilers that this isn't true, people thought that Ward could have been Taskmaster, like turned into Taskmaster in the in Age of the Shield. Huh. But back then, all the rights with uh, Spider-Man and stuff, they wouldn't allow that. Yeah, that makes sense. That would have uh, that would have been cool, though. I mean, it, it would have been cool to see some of these characters kind of evolve into that other yeah. type of character. Yeah. Well, we do get one evolution. I mean, we now know who Daisy, who Sky is. She's Daisy, who is Quake. So she transformed into another unknown MCU or Marvel character. So it could have happened with any of them. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And I can't remember. Uh, Coulson is either Mac or the Cheese in the comics. Do you know about this? Uh, cheese. Okay, yeah, cheese. he's cheese. Yes. So, you know, Coulson, he's been leaving hints about his, like, grilled cheese sandwich skills. It's because he's cheese. So, that's probably oh. a link to the... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to the character yeah. uh, he was in the comics. Yeah. With the new Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in the comics, that was his son, actually. That mm-hmm. was... Nick uh, Fury Jr. It, it was a... Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I only know that I've read the uh, Agents of Shield comics. I haven't run into Nick Fury Jr. though he was originally Nick Fury from the Ultimates comics was um Samuel Jackson. And they they yeah. cast him that in the hopes that Samuel Jackson would want to be in the movies. And it worked. <laughs> it's it's great when a plan like that comes together. Yeah. I'm sure that was uh that was their idea all along. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so back to this mm-hmm. this show <laughs> um back to ages of shield so um like we said random inhuman pilot is attacking afterlife um and things just kind of go from there um we move on a little bit and sky and may uh start to argue and sky thinks she can beat may <laughs> in hand to hand she's funny <laughs> Did, did Sky uh, uh, quit then... May's gun apart, or was that someone else's gun? Like, right before that. Because I just wrote... You know, I yeah, don't Yeah, I wrote remember. the note that she intentionally quaked someone's gun apart. Remember, um, when she first got her powers, she unintentionally quaked her un- own gun apart. So she's growing. She's more powerful now. Or at least she can aim better. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, she spent some time mm-hmm. training out there in Afterlife, yeah, so... learning the Force. Sense. Um, I don't remember this, the quaking of a gun, but, um, so I, I don't know. Maybe it was me. Maybe I, it was someone else. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it might have been another S.H.I.E.L.D. agent showed up and quaked your gun apart. There was another yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Yeah, she quaked his gun that? apart and then knocked him out and then, uh, May came up in the same scene. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Well, um, Sky learns very quickly that no, she cannot yeah. beat uh, May in hand to hand. But then she just yeah, May falls back starts fighting her like a, she's work. a um, agent from the Matrix, just one hand behind her back, not even, not even caring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But she gets a little pissed off after she was hit, which is she, Sky should just run away. <laughs> but yeah, she had her powers, so it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then uh, we kind of move on a little bit there. Um, 
so still here in afterlife sky is kind of trying to help she's trying to like figure out you know talk to everyone like hey don't think it was really shield's fault they wouldn't have done this that kind of stuff but um uh everyone just still blames shield because well i mean they kind of have some good proof right their leader just yeah. said they were attacked and their and then the quinjet so, shoots yeah, up the buildings yeah uh-huh uh-huh there's there's that they, they've got a lot of reason to mm-hmm. to be blaming shield if it makes sense um but in this scene we also get a little bit uh or get a lot of uh info about kind of how uh Jiaying's healing power works so i totally forgot about mm-hmm. this part um, i forgot about this part i knew I mean, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the end of the next episode. I know what happens when she uses this power. I remember that. But I forgot that we get, like, a hint of it earlier. Okay, I forgot about Where that part she's, entirely. Like, like, that. that's how she heals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like a, uh energy vampire. I guess that's how you call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she sucks the life force out from another person. Which, you know... It's been 10, 11 minutes into this episode. I haven't said it yet. So this is uh, a theory that goes with um, Star Wars Episode 3. <laughs> have you heard this one? I have not, but I think I know where you're going with this. Where um, the Emperor uses Padme's life force to give life to Anakin, and that's why she dies of a broken heart. It's just a way of making sounding like dying of a broken heart less stupid. Okay, this I have heard. I have heard that that theory, and I yeah. really like it. Yeah, no, I. It makes sense, and it m- makes Padme look less lame. Because uh-huh. in general, I don't mind the character of Padme, except for the end where she gives up. Yeah, yeah that part. Yeah. So yeah, so she's the emperor, mm-hmm. uh, Jaying, mm-hmm. or at least she wants to be. She's the chancellor. She will become the emperor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, are is she not the emperor right now of of afterlife? I mean, there are other elders, right? But I thought she was the eldest. Um, yeah, but she wants to be like the emperor of the world, as we find out later. Okay, uh, yeah, and, you're right. And next that. next episode, we find out her plan, and she has bigger plans than just afterlife. So she's like. I mean, it's not a direct correlation to Star Wars, like most things are. It's more of a, um, she's a ruler of a country and she wants to rule the world. Okay. Yeah. So, different type of emperor. Alright, that mm-hmm. works out. Cool. Um, alright, so moving on just a little bit. Um, so after getting completely shut down, Sky decides to uh, go and fr- confront uh, Reyna. So she's like, hey someone who who's seen the future let's uh let's go ahead and talk to talk to them uh and then reyna all of a sudden gets way more um uh what's how what's the word right here um cryptic i guess okay. in her talking yeah i was gonna say self-aware <laughs> because she was like you're not gonna believe oh. me which is right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah cryptic is also true that's true <laughs> yeah i mean i i i I agree with Reyna that why did Sky even go to her? Because no matter what she says, Sky's not going to believe her because she's lied too many times. That's true. So we kind of had this conversation a little bit last week. Um, we were talking about um, how exactly does Reyna's power work? Does she see the most probable outcome sort of thing? Or is this literally a you've seen the future now this is what is exactly what's what's going to happen sort of thing or is it like the the time gem mm-hmm. stone time the, stone the, the stone in the uh, stone in the movies yeah. and the gem in the comics yeah. ah okay that's that's why i keep going back and forth all right so the uh the time stone in uh infinity war where um dr strange just looks at the what was it 14 million six hundred and five features yeah. that kind of stuff right yeah yeah um is is it that and like she just knows or because every time she talks she's only seen one like she only knows about the one so i mean we we still even okay spoilers for like 10 minutes into the future or whenever we discuss it um <laughs> she dies uh-huh, uh-huh. and she talks about how she thought about running away from her fate 
and trying to avoid her own death. We still don't know if it's possible. Um, there is, I'm trying to be very careful with spoilers for listeners, but you and I know that they answer this question somewhat, whether the future can be changed. I have problems. Yeah, I I do have yeah. problems with how that's resolved, but that is literally four years from now, now that we've mapped out the schedule. Um, But we don't know how her powers work. We don't know if she's just seeing one possible future or she's seeing the timeline that they're already in. It's, we just don't know. Because we, we never get enough okay. information about her powers or see her use it enough to figure it out. Which is unfortunate. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that that is true. Um, but yeah, that that works for me. I just I really am curious. Like, this this is one of the problems with time travel, right? Like, I I want to know if she could have avoided it, if she could have gone on to live, and she would have been around more. Well, I mean, I guess, she, I guess not. She had just won so an Academy she, uh, Award, and she's in a pretty well acclaimed t- TV show on AMC. So I don't think she would have stayed around. Yeah, that that's that's the problem. Oh, okay, the script is already written, so she couldn't avoid it anyway. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. What the, did did yeah. she actually did the actress actually win an Academy Award? She uh, is she either I think she won it. She was neither nominated or she won. Are you talking neither. about right now or at the time of this uh, show coming out? Um, I'm going to look to see when she was on it. She. Okay. Because I know again. right now she's on a TV show Preacher, which. I've been meaning yes. to watch. It actually looked interesting. Um, well, she was nominated. Well, the movie came out in 2015. It was nominated for... So she won in 2016. When did Preacher come out? Oh, wait. Oh, so she... It was for a movie. Yeah. She, uh, the Academy Award was... Oh, um, oh I, so I always mix me. up the Academy Awards... And the Emmys and the Golden Globes. Uh, Golden two Glo- of those are the same thing, right? Uh, Go- no? Golden Globes is movies and TV. Emmys is just TV, uh-huh. and Academy Awards is movies. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, good for her. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yeah, and then um, Preacher started in May, a year after this. So maybe she'd already signed on to all these things and thought, eh, probably better than being covered in makeup every episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's really got to suck going through that whole process. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, so yeah, she, uh, she, she never finds out if she can outrun her future. But we're still talking about Sky and Reyna, so we're not even there to her death yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. um, the, uh, no. Let's uh, let's finish this conversation. Then, right. then we can go go to that. But um, the there there are a couple of things that Reyna um does say about Sky. Um, like she says she's supposed to protect Sky, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, which I guess is true. Later, when she dies, she's she dies to help Sky know that her mom is. Uh, evil in this case, or yeah. the bad guy in the story. Uh huh. Um, she also says uh, Sky is destined to lead, which she is. I'm writing down right now in my notes. For the um, next episode. Uh, no. For next. Uh, wait, wait. Are, are you thinking she leads in the next episode? She's giving a leadership assignment. Okay, that's not what okay. I was thinking. Actually, I was gonna. Mentioned this for a later season of uh, Agents of Shield. It's not exactly leading, but it's something, and so I was just gonna gonna leave that there for like when we talk in. I think we were talking about it. What was it, twenty twenty three or something? Um. Anyway, later oh, later on down the line. Um. But uh, I, it kind of feels like that's that's one of those um foreshadowing things that they they just kind of put there, but they don't ever really leave it there. But actually, yeah, you're right about uh, that. That assignment that uh, that she ends up getting, I didn't, I didn't put those two and two together. Huh. Yeah, we'll talk about that more next week. Okay, works for me. Um, 
in that case, I'm done okay. with this conversation between the two of them with uh, Sky and Raina. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything that's, else? That's about it. So let's just kind of move on a little bit. There, um, between this and then the, the later scene with Sky and Jaying and, and Raina, uh, there's a few other things between some of the characters talking. Uh, we've got Jordan and uh, Jaying talking about their plan, uh, about how well mm-hmm. their plan is going. Evil um, laugh, evil laugh, evil laugh. So that happens. Uh, yep, exactly. Um, there's also a scene where Sky and Jaying are chatting, um, and Sky doesn't really like how things are going jaying says it's better to go to war in, yeah. in this uh scenario so now we're we're really kind of which mm-hmm. is pretty much I, I mean i understand why sky's conflicted this is pretty much the antithesis of what she wanted she wanted her her adopted daddy and her mommy to get along and be bestest friends and then it's not going the way she wants and one way or the other she's going to lose part of herself She's either going to lose the Inhumans or she's going to lose S.H.I.E.L.D. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is uh, definitely, we're, we're definitely seeing how that's uh, how that's going to happen. Yep. Alright, uh, and so now let's go ahead and talk about that scene that we were <laughs> talking about ten minutes ago or something. Something in that range. Um, so this is uh, Jaying and Reyna meeting in um, in the middle of a bridge at night where absolutely nothing no, bad never. happens in these scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Reyna threatens to tell, threatens Jaying that she's going to tell Sky her evil plan and all the Inhumans, not just Sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she gives a speech about how she's not a monster, she's an angel, a herald. So, I guess she's thinks she's a silver surfer. I mean, since she's a herald. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know there are other heralds in the end Marvel, but I don't know any of them except for the Silver Surfer. So, uh huh. And Reyna apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's two. I mean, that's enough. Yeah. But uh... how, how many heralds does a big giant cloud need? I mean, really. I don't know. At least three minimum. Okay. Bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Oh. We gotta keep our ears out for another Harold in the future. Or just a guy named Harold. <laughs> oh. Is there a guy named Harry in this? In all of Marvel? I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I'm I'm sure. I got I can't even I can't remember though. Uh, okay. I'm I'm not looking it up at all. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's good. In that case, we'll just kind of talk about uh, something else right here. Um, so Raina says that her dream, personally, uh, was always to lead the Inhumans Harold when Meacham, she was growing up. Who's a bad guy in Iron Fist. He's the third Harold. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Raina says that her dream was always to lead the Inhumans when she was growing mm-hmm. up. So there's kind of this this little bit of backstory that we never get about Rita. Like, does she know? Or like, did she, when she was a child, did she know she was a descendant of the Inhumans? Uh, or how does she even know about all I this mean, stuff? I uh, mean, whoever her grandmother was, I mean, she told her about the angels coming from the sky. She told her that she's special and she can change. She knew to look for the Inhumans. Yeah, so whoever her grandmother was, was either an Inhuman or more likely she was a reject from afterlife. Like, she knew all these stories, but never oh, got her powers. Okay. Gotcha. Alright, that one fits. Or she's from the moon. Because, for some reason, that's where the other humans live. <laughs> she yeah. could be, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was her power. That Like, she came from... The, like, she... the uh, Her grandmother went through Terragenesis... And then she just teleported and never teleported yeah, she, again. It was one, was one time it. thing. Her her power was that. She wasn't allowed to. She kept her eyes. And that's not fair to Gordon. So she wasn't allowed to come back. <laughs> that's yep. a rule they have. I don't know why. It's just there. It's a crappy rule. <laughs> yeah. So um, instead of letting her tell everybody, Brainna gets her neck slit. <laughs> her throat slit. 
<laughs> without Jiang looking around to see if anybody's watching, like her daughter, who's about to join her side. Then super strong Quinjet pilot guy knocks her out. Dun dun dun! Yeah, so was he following Sky? Like, I'm, I'm a little confused on, on kind of the, the stuff right there. So, uh, Jiang was surprised mm-hmm. that Sky was there, but I'm assuming Jiang's bodyguard? Yeah. This that was my, my thing. Was as, a pilot. He was probably He's, a bodyguard. Like, knew about her? He probably bodyguard and he was far away and he was trying to sneak up on Sky the whole time. It's like, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, she's going to see, she's going to see. Okay. And he didn't make it. Alright. Um... <laughs> uh, Alright. Cool. So that is pretty much all mm-hmm. I have for the storyline A stuff. Um, all Everything that happens in Afterlife, all of this. What do you think, Tony? Are you good? Mm. Do you have anything else before we move on to talking nope. about the shield yeah, playground stuff? Sons. In other places, no more afterlife. Is that no more afterlife? <laughs> All right, ever? Cool. Try to think of the next episode. I think this this is the last we ever see of afterlife. No, you're right. Yeah, Sky getting knocked out there is yep. the last time we see oh. it. Very unceremonious. Huh. I mean, yeah, right. a main character, a major character died. It is. It's not like a big deal that this place that's been a big setting for most of the season, we're never going to see it again. Yeah, it, you know, I thinking back, like, I, for some reason, I was under the impression that Afterlife got destroyed, like it blew up or something, but no, it, it didn't. It just, no one ever went back to it. Everyone yeah. left. Did they evacuate everyone? Well, you see... Or did they just leave everyone there? Um, they evacuated everyone. And for reasons we can't talk about until next week, they can't get back there easily. Okay. It, yeah. Which, if I remember, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So um, as far as talking about what happens in the S.H.I.E.L.D. playground area, um let's go ahead and start with not exactly what's in the playground um may is waking up in the quinjet heading back to the playground so it's her and a couple of uh shield agents um they're kind of talking they're in let's see because they're also talking to colson and everyone who's in the playground back and forth conversation Mm -hmm. um and they're so they're all trying to figure out what's going on. Also, Kel is there just acting like his good old crazy self. Cause, uh, Singing yeah. Daisy Daisy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> always always got to remember he's around. Um, yeah. Yeah. And um, and actually, as soon as the whole team lands at the playground, they're talking. And that's pretty much what Simmons says like immediately. She's like, yeah, it's, it's obvious. Kel's like this Tro- Trojan horse. This is going to end badly for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no... Cal being there is not good news for anyone. Not even Cal, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, they did also mm-hmm. find out... I don't know if we mentioned it. I can't remember if we mentioned it at the end of last episode. But they've also found three vials that Cal took. Three em- now empty vials of whatever formula Cal uses already injected. that is this episode okay i, I didn't know if they mm-hmm. found the stuff at the end when they um first got cal but if they got it this episode then i am right on time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was this episode and then simmons starts analyzing it trying to figure out what all that stuff is and they'll definitely find out a little bit later mm-hmm. in like 10 minutes when we start talking about that yep. <laughs> um but um, while here, S.H.I.E.L.D. actually kind of figures just about everything out. Um, they realize that Jiaying and the Inhumans attacked themselves with the Quinjet. They realize that Bobby was abducted by Agent 33. And uh, for the most part, that's it. Just those, those two things. Yeah, well, that's pretty much um, everything. Those are two pretty big deals. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, since we're here and talking about this, Agent 33 escaped from her guard in Vault C. Okay. So we've seen Vault D and Vault B. I don't know if there was an A, but um, now all of a sudden there's a Vault C mm-hmm. in the playground. Um, I have no idea what that stands for, for, for Tony. Do you have any crazy idea? Crazy people. 
That fits. Although, where did they put Ward? Was that all B or D? B was baboons. D. D for douchebags. So, maybe, yes. I mean, they're giving her the benefit of the doubt. She's not necessarily evil. She's just crazy. I would like to think, we don't see what Vault Cal was put in, but I'd like to see think that's Vault C as well. Because he's crazy. Yeah, you know, it looks a lot like Vault D that uh, Ward was in, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, no. But, uh, you know, maybe they're all the same, really. And the, the, the only difference yeah. is the letter in the front, and that's how you tell. Yeah, and then what you keep in them. Because you do need the same type of cage if you're going to keep a room full of, full of baboons. That is true. So, just just <laughs> saying. <laughs> so, now that uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. has kind of figured out all the, the plans of what's going on, uh, they need to figure out what to do. Uh, what's what's their next plan? How are they going to get out of this? Etc., etc. Um, Coulson definitely wants to play it safe, but the other members of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. top brass... Uh, kind of just want an all-out attack afterlife. They just want to jump mm-hmm. in. That seems like their mode of um, their mode is attack. That was yeah. Um, Gonzalez's initial thought before he tried to play nice, and then they're proving that they're right. They should have. Well, maybe they shouldn't have attacked, but playing nice didn't work out for them either. Yeah, I hmm. I mean, obviously, we know with with hindsight, uh, you know, Coulson was probably the right person, probably or, the, or probably the the person uh, who was correct. Or are you saying no? Was because they did, they did what Coulson wanted. I think Coulson would just be dusted if he went. I mean, the same thing would have happened. Oh no, no, I mean right now, not earlier. So oh, like right okay. Now, I'm, I'm trying to think about earlier. <laughs> yeah, right now, playing yeah, it right. safe. You know, doing that basically. It just well, yeah. turns out to it, it ends up all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I understand from like Weaver and Bearded McGee's point of view mm-hmm. because it looks like an act of war, and you assume that all the Inhumans are against you. And we know that at least one Pikachu is wavering. I think the mm-hmm. rest uh-huh. are still with Jane. Although we'll talk about the attack later. Um, I was going to bring something up, but that'll be in a little bit. I keep trying to jump ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're excited you really want to get to uh to this other scene that's all right that's storyline c that's the next one uh for now we don't have too much left here um so let's move on um so simmons uh is analyzing those drug vial things whatever it was that cal took the, what was it the three of them you said yeah the three vials so she finds out what it is it's a bunch of sciencey words uh mm-hmm. with some peppermint inside of yeah. them yeah Although, I didn't write it down. I knew it had methamphetamines and peppermint. And probably other things. <laughs> uh, you know, this is one of those scenarios where they just start listing off all these, like, big words. And I just kind of forget. I ignore them all, except for if there's, like, that joke at the end, like peppermint. So, um, that's good to know. So, he's got a lot of methamphetamines. That explains some of the crazy, I assume. Yeah. And um, the other stuff probably just doesn't help. Oh, so. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Peppermint gives um, him a little kick, so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, a little bit before, a little bit after this scene, because there's a little back and forth, um, Coulson and Cal are, are chatting a little bit, and we get a, a few things. Um, one, we see still just how crazy Cal is. Um, Cal explains that he made that serum, that whole strong, crazy man serum mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, and then uh, Cal does admit that he is a Trojan horse. He was sent here to just kill as many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents as he can. Well, at least he's honest about it. Uh-huh. See, that, yeah, that's, that's something. That's why he belongs in um, Vault C, because he's crazy. But he's not a douchebag. He's not lying about it. He's just telling them how it is. I don't think Cal's a bad guy. He's just a crazy guy. <laughs> he, that does bad he, He's not a bad person. He's evil, but he's not bad. <laughs> Usually you hear people who are bad, but not evil. This is vice versa. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That works. <laughs> so um, right after explaining that um, you know he's there to just kill as many S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, he starts breaking out. 
um, starts attacking the hologram wall thingy mm-hmm. that's that's keeping him and force field. separate. Okay, <laughs> that's probably a much better, more descriptive, commonly known name for a thing. <laughs> than, I think if it's a hologram, he would just like walk through and not been a problem. <laughs> So he starts breaking through this force field. <laughs> you know what? They need to start and, sending uh, me some copyright money because I just made that up off the top of my head. No one's ever heard of force field before. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, you know, Tony, you should really write some sci-fi or something. I'm sure you could just start making yeah. things up. Like, what's next? A beam of light that can tractor things yeah. inside? You know what? Probably. I would call that a tractor beam. Uh. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I was thinking about you know to go with your light theme, you know, laser, light, swords. I would call them laser swords. There's no better idea than that. I think that one's already taken. It's in Smash Bros. Never mind. Then light, light knife. All right, we're good. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, that works. All right. Um, so Cal gets out and he starts attacking um, Coulson and then Simmons and and I think Fitz is in there too. Basically, you know those three. Um, uh, and then in the end, he gets pumped with the he, or shot. He gets shot with a a lot of icers. So we were talking last week about uh, about Mockingbird getting shot like four or five times by Ward with with the icer, and. And that was one thing. Cal, we know, is a little bit different, partially from the drugs. I'm assuming, based off of some of the stuff that Simmons said earlier, that the amount of drugs that he took, he should be dead. So that maybe there's something special about his physiology in the MCU universe. Um, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, well, no, not the <laughs> his injection has supercharged. Now, I guess. Yeah, he shatters through a tempered glass, too, and then it's five shots of icers. I was looking for that. Uh, no, yeah. Ah, okay, so five. Okay. Yeah, that's after... Is that after he goes into cardiac arrest? Okay, so yeah, they inject him with adrenaline, and that wakes him up. And then we kind of get a reveal of his transformation. Where he's... They don't go into it. They never call him this, but Calvin Zabo, which is his name in this, is uh, Mr. Hyde from the comics. Uh, he's a supervillain who originally appeared in 1963 in Journey into Mystery number 99. He was a chemist who worked with Donald Blake, a.k.a. Thor, in the old comics. And he's also fought like Daredevil, Spider-Man, Captain America, and eventually he joins the Thunderbolts in more recent continuity. So yeah, he, yeah he just oh so he's been creates this stuff to become super strong and rageful, kind of like you know Doctor Jekyll, Je- uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. So yeah, the formula <laughs> makes him super strong and resistant to most poisons and stuff like that. So that's why, and apparently SUVs, he's resistant to that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No. Um, not impenetrable, or uh, maybe that's not the right word. Not yeah, he's definitely resistant. They don't just bounce off him, but he doesn't get hurt by it. He just gets mm-hmm. stuck. <laughs> <laughs> SUV proof. There we go. I was trying to go with something yeah. like bulletproof. He's, he's SUV proof. Like if you wear a bulletproof vest, <laughs> if the caliber is big enough, it will still knock you down. It just won't kill you. Same with the uh, with the SUV and Cal. Mm-hmm. Or, if the caliber is really big enough, it'll just go through the vest. Well, yeah. But, uh, that's not how it works for, for your no. scenario. The thing that you <laughs> well, yeah. I think if he gets... Uh, if Cal got hit by a freight train, I don't think he'd be okay. <laughs> or a tank. <laughs> Probably not, yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, you pretty much already touched on the end right there. Cal gets pinned to the wall by a car that... Uh, that Coulson mm-hmm. drove into him. And that's pretty much it yeah. that we've got there. Um, 
That's it all I've got for that storyline, storyline B. Anything A else little talk? bit with uh, Fitz and Hunter when they're looking for uh, Bobby. Um, oh, um, That's in this episode. Uh, so that's... Yeah, oh. I have that separated okay. to a later storyline. I, I if you wanted to was assuming against Fitz was kind of the storyline. I thought you were covering everything in the playground, but we'll go with yours. Oh, no, that's just bad titling <laughs> on my part. <laughs> um, here, so um, so we'll right. get to them. They'll be the last story. Uh, but let, here, let's just go ahead and move on to the um, helicarrier part of the the episode, just because that's at well, least. I still, still don't think it's a helicarrier. With the, with I, the I'm pretty sure it's just the aircraft carrier. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I wrote down in my notes aircraft yeah. carrier. I don't even know why I said helicarrier. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the the shield aircraft carrier, the one with all the uh, hydra in the lower levels. Well, not anymore. So... <laughs> <laughs> all right, I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so Gordon and some other unnamed Inhumans um, just kind of show up on this aircraft carrier. And um, pretty much start attacking. Um, so we get a couple of things that happen here. Mac notices them and follows because he was just there to pack up his stuff. Um, so bad timing on his part. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gordon and the Inhumans attack that stone room because, you know, they want that stone thingy. Um, yeah. The superhero landing number then... 35. Oh. Yeah, when, he, right. uh, when Gordon appears for the first time as the superhero landing. He doesn't do any more. I watch very closely. Oh, yeah. All right. How many has he done? I should have looked this up. Oh, you know what? No, <laughs> we'll, yeah. Well, well, next week. Yeah. When I'll ca- I'll you know, we're pretty out. much done with with the season. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> um. So then, from there, the Inhumans, um, attack basically the rest of the the aircraft carrier, um, and um, just kind of with this, Mac decides to just pick up an axe. Yep. It little. Don't actually know yeah, why. I mean, it, I don't know why. I was trying to give a reason. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're gonna bring a weapon to an inhuman fight, you you know you you bring an axe to an inhuman fight. You bring a knife to a gunfight. These are just standard rules. No, you don't bring a knife to a gunfight. That's the saying. <laughs> oh, that's why you've lost so many gunfights. All right, that's. Ex- <laughs> yeah, apparently. Thank so. God you have that bulletproof vest <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> um, so then, um, at the end of this episode, or well, the the end of this you know storyline part, we see that the Inhumans have succeeded. They've successfully taken over the the uh, mm-hmm. aircraft carrier along with yeah. the lower decks, and it really, is, they took it over with. Essentially, three so, people, right? There's Gordon, there's Super Strong Quintet guy, and there's a uh, multiple woman. Uh, X Men have multiple men, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no. well, it's probably the same. Yeah, a little bit. Of... So I have a question. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was yeah. uh, talking about multiple women. Um, I was going to talk about her actress, Alicia Vela Bailey. She's a stunt double who's been in Iron Man three. Agent Carter, Defenders, Punisher, Luke Cage, and she's also Gal Gadot's uh, stunt double in the Wonder Woman, Justice League, and Batman vs. Superman. So she has been a lot of superheroes. Oh, alright. That's really cool. So I'm glad. (laughs) I mean, if she's only going to get one role that I've ever seen her face, we at least see her face like dozens of times. That's true. Does she? Do you think she gets multiple credits then, for it? Or I mean, no, she only gets the one. No, I. She probably gets paid quadruple or whatever that the most she would get as a stunt person, but probably much less than you know, Chloe Bennett as Sky gets. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so we see that these three Inhumans who are capable of taking down the entire mm-hmm. aircraft carrier, um. They're very combat oriented. Is probably a good yeah good description of that. Uh, they're they're uh, very capable in in hand to hand and all that stuff. Where did they learn to use their powers for combat? Like to be able to do that? Was this like an X Men schoolings kind of situation, or just like sh- like that's just part of stuff? That I mean, they do I'm sure it comes from 
um, Jiang's quest for revenge after she's brought back to life. She might be training like some loyal, a loyal army. Or really, you just need to train that one redheaded girl, and you've got an army. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got the transportation, you've got the numbers, and you've got the one random guy with super strength who could fly a Quinjet. So, I think that other guy was probably trained first, and then I got the redheaded girl, her powers, and then they didn't need to train anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Works for me. <laughs> All right. Um, and that was a really short storyline. Storyline C. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm good with this. The uh, the last bit, the rest of the episode, is everything else involving Bobby, along with uh, you know, Hunter and Fitz. Um, before I move on, Tony, do you have anything? Because I'm, I'm good with this stuff. No, I'm pretty good. Yeah, we already mentioned the other thing of... Oh, um... Oh, at the very end, once they have control of the ship, Jiang pulls out a crystal that she's, uh, we find out soon, next episode, that she plans to weaponize. <gasps> dun dun dun! No. Dun, dun. Well, she already weaponized it once. We shouldn't be that surprised. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. It's an easy weapon, I guess, although, the, I mean, they're limited. Like, I feel like it's kind of a waste, maybe. I'm, I'm not too sure. Well, I feel like this is really disrespectful. Um, if you think of like Inhumans' beliefs, like they have a they have a belief system and rituals that go with these crystals. It's like if Christians' holy water was acidic or something like that. You and then you use it to actually hurt people. That's really disrespectful to the original ritual. So I'm surprised any Inhumans are fine going along with this. Are these Inhumans, um, I don't know, uh, religious uh, as far as following those those types of rituals and that kind of stuff? Because we know that, you know, from the Inhumans TV show, they are. They're very mm -hmm. into that kind of stuff. But are these? Well, it's it's a big deal in Afterlife that Sky and Reyna weren't chosen and didn't go through the ceremony, stuff like that. Now they're just throwing crystals at people to kill them and see who transforms it doesn't isn't that completely counterintuitive to their reaction to rain and sky that's true you're right but it's also eh, yeah no okay i guess you're right i i kind of wonder if part of that is just you know the the other you know still human in humans um if they're more like ah they just cut the line and, and here we are following the rules, and they're just kind of angry about that. Well, yeah, I get that. But to keep control, Jiang actually has to give some lip service. to Even if she doesn't believe it, she has to make other people believe it. I mean, Lincoln's a believer. That's true. So I've got to assume mm -hmm. the some other, at least most of the other people who got transformed are believers, or else no one would care. Yeah, no, that that works. You're right. You have convinced me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> okay, so let's move on and let's finish up the episode. Let's talk about everything that happens with Bobby and um, Hunter and Fitz and then Ward. And I don't want to talk about what happens those, with Bobby. It's really messed up. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is really messed up. But too bad. Uh, you signed up for this episode. So... <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and start with the stuff you wanted to talk about earlier about uh, Hunter and Fitz. Just they're at the playground; they're trying to figure out what happened to Bobby. Yeah. Um. Pretty much, my note was uh, Fitz is finishing Hunter's sentences, uh, like he used to do with Simmons, but Hunter's not having it. Um, and this shows <laughs> me that Fitz, like mentally, is back to normal. He. Yeah, so this is something I, I was thinking of next episode, actually, when I was watching that. That's when I realized he's really back to normal. Um, when did that happen? <laughs> like, do you think the last episode? Like, I don't remember how he was in the previous episode. I kind of want to rewatch it just to check that. Yeah, I, I mean, so much stuff has happened. I, the last time we really noticed it is when he had to make that machine... 
before they went down in the temple. That's the last time I remember it even being an issue that he was not 100% capacity. I can't think of another time since then. Okay. So that was... Mid-season like finale. The, uh, what, like the... the ep- oh, so, oh, that was the finale. Okay. Um, he's been a little... Um, he has been a little eh on his you know language since then. Like, you know, not able to you know, fully form the sentences. Like, he had the words in his mind, he mm-hmm. just couldn't say them. So he, he's been mostly there for a while. But, uh, yeah, at this point, he's he does seem completely, no. completely there again. And actually, in the next next week's episode, um, something I wanted to call out was he he had, like, a response to something, <laughs> you know, like a one-liner joke type of Pro- thing. And he, he was... Uh, you're quick, probably right saying on. my favorite one-liner in almost the entire MCU. We'll talk about that. <laughs> okay, okay, that sounds good, because I don't remember what it is. I just wrote down that he had a good <laughs> one-liner. All right. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's that's true. Yeah, he's... I mean, they're... they're and, and it's also nice um, that, uh, you know, Hunter and Fitz mm-hmm. are, are working well together, too, right? Like, this is this is the team, the, the new team, right? Hunter being a member now of, this, uh, of the Shieldies. Well, yeah, I mean, he... Saved Fitz's life with that hand dryer. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, I think Fitz is getting getting a little close with Hunter. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Whatever he did with the hand dryer also kind of knocked the the sense back into him. Probably, probably. Yeah. It's likely, <laughs> or as likely as anything in the MCU. That is true. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. All right. So the two of them basically figure out that uh, Agent 33 uh, was the one, or did escape, and she was probably the one who um, helped uh, kidnap Bobby. And then they also figure out where Agent 33 ended up taking her. They took Bobby. So um, Mm -hmm. now let's go ahead and switch over to um, Bobby being confronted by Ward and Agent 33. So not a fun time for her. Um, she admits no. that uh, she was the one who handed Agent 33 over to Hydra. So uh, it turns out it was something that she did, um, I wouldn't say voluntarily, but she did have to make that uh, tough call. And she was yeah. the reason she, and she all didn't, that happened. Yeah, she didn't target Agent 33. She revealed a safe house that could have been empty or not. And it happened to be Agent 33 was in it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I mean, still screwed up, and I'd be a little pissed. Not torturing pissed, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we also kind of get a little bit of a of a monologue, I guess is probably the right word, from Agent 33 explaining how she, why she's gone full on Stockholm Syndrome for Ward. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so she explains how, you know, like, she knows everything from Ward. Because uh, she, it, it actually seemed like for a little bit there that Bobby was actually kind of getting through to her. Um, you know, Bobby was saying uh, things like, oh, Ward probably started you off slow and all this stuff. And, you know, how you, you were turned. And then, no, and then age of 33 said, yeah, yeah, I know all that. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, this makes me think of um, going back to Age of Ultron. Uh, I'm glad that uh, Stark didn't sit down and try to be friends with Scarlet Witch because I think something like this would have happened. Like, you try to be friends with me, I'm still going to turn against you. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Bobby um, trying to be friends with Agent Thirty Three, if Agent Thirty Three was wavering, probably put her former um put her formally in Ward's camp. Mm. He's like, you don't okay. get to talk to me as a friend after you essentially ruined my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, so we get to the torture. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. So that starts happening. Ooh. And uh, she gives, uh, they give Bobby a paralytic and an anesthetic, so she doesn't feel the pain until it happens all at once. 
which is um, frankly terrifying to me, <laughs> and a really good torture <laughs> plan. Yeah, I, I I wonder if that's actually how that works. I don't know for certain, but I'm um, glad you don't. Yeah, it's it's definitely on the yeah uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, it's definitely freaky. Like just to think about, especially the what is it, the bamboo slits that they're sticking into. Yeah. Like, ah. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool, Ward. Not yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. He definitely deserves Bolt D. <laughs> right. So, um, we, uh, let's see, <laughs> sorry, looking at my notes and I just lost myself. All right. Um, so at some point while being tortured, Bobby actually breaks free and fights off board. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets pretty far, but she is taken on both ward and agent 33. So, um, she does lose the fight, but just barely. Yeah. Just Barely. Now, did she break out by using that dislocate your thumb trick? I don't remember, but I don't think then she how'd did. how'd she get out? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she actually did I mean, I, I we get a quick shot of her when they're looking away trying to... I don't know if she's trying to break her hand or dislocate her thumb, but try to yank out of it. And obviously she does. Mm-hmm. I don't think she broke her hand. Because she punches a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but they take her down and Ward cripples her. He probably breaks her knee. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about yeah. that. And yeah. Bobby's reaction is like is tells Agent thirty three that she would turn her in again if she had to do it again. So, uh, Kara, a.k.a. Agent 33. We never call her Kara. I wrote it in my notes once, and I was like, who the hell's Kara? Uh, um. <laughs> I was wondering that, too, when he said that name. Like, what? Uh, oh, yeah, she won't. Right. Okay. She right. gets points a gun at Bobby and doesn't shoot her because Bobby's not sorry. So thank God Bobby didn't apologize or else she'd be dead. That's, that's why you guys, remember, kids, uh-huh. never say you're sorry. Yep. Probably end up mm-hmm. dead. Um, Alright, so just kind of finishing this out. Uh, Hunter and May find Bobby's Quinjet. They just kind of look around. Um, and then Hunter calls mm-hmm. Bobby's phone. Um, with that, or sorry, uh, Hunter calls Bobby's home phone after realizing it's back on. So they're yeah, able it's not to like get a location. It wasn't the first thing we tried. So with that happening... <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so with that uh ward sets up a trap to kill the first person through the door for whoever comes to to uh rescue bobby which he is assuming yeah. is going to be hunter i mean and oh yeah there's we'll a good chance that of that a little bit next episode there is something mm-hmm. with that but not now yeah yeah but uh yeah so that's it. So let's go ahead. We've pretty much covered this episode. We're about an hour into this. So perfect mm-hmm. timing. This is one of our shortest episodes in, in quite a while. <laughs> it's um, still an hour long. <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're it's welcome, still... listeners. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that's true. You're you're not losing out on some value here. Um so no. you're you're good listeners. Um but yeah, so we'll, let's go ahead and leave it here with um Shield having been uh, taken over basically by the Inhumans and Bobby being kidnapped and tortured and um, Ward setting up a trap to kill whoever comes to to save her. So not a good thing for any of our heroes. A cliffhanger. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 20, SOS Part 1. Next week, we'll be covering, shockingly enough, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Episode 22, SOS Part 2. Too many twos. Please <laughs> remember to follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind, and please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app that you prefer. And this was the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Mm-hmm.
Have a marvelous day.